the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. To the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And here we are. <laughs> hey, feel free to call us, 216-901-0945. If you have any questions today uh, regarding personal finance, the uh, um, got a lot of interesting stuff happening around the country. Don't know if you noticed, but Verizon just made an announcement that we'll talk about a little bit later in today's program. It's a, it's a big driver for the technology industry. Um, and it'll affect most companies involved in technology, depending on the technology, I should say it's mostly computer technology. Well, it's computer, cell phone, cable television, which is huge. I mean, those three industries are gigantic. So anyway, we'll be talking a little bit about that later in today's program. Uh, and anything else that you want to talk about, you can actually email us, bill at bullingtoncapital.com. You can call into the station, 216-901-0945, and uh, suggest something that, you, or you have a question that you might have, and we'd be glad to try to talk about it here on the radio. We do have a, a workshop coming up. It's actually on Thursday, and it's a it's on quote-unquote safe investing quote, safe, unquote, investments. I'm sorry, the highest rate of return that you can get on safe investments. Safe investments are things like CDs, um, government bonds, high-quality corporate bonds. Now, if you've got a AAA rating, how much might that pay? The uh, preferred stocks, which, you know, in fact, all these things, the reason I put the word safe in quotation marks is because there's risk, even with a CD, there's risk with a CD. What is that risk? Well, it's called purchasing power risk or inflation risk. It's actually called many things. Just like me. <laughs> just kidding. But I was just looking at the uh, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and they've got a CPI inflation calculator. You put in a dollar amount that you're thinking of, and uh, the year... And the month, and it tells you what that would be worth today. So I put a thousand dollars in February of 1998. I just picked that. Just 20 years. In fact, why don't I just go and because you can change this really quickly. I can go to September of 1998, which is 20 years, and a thousand dollars 
then would be worth $1,541 if it was invested at a tax-free rate that matched the inflation rate that's calculated by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, or published by them, I should say. So $1,000, you need $1,541. That's actually not that bad. Inflation's been very low since 1998 in certain areas, and because it depends. A lot of areas, technology costs significantly more than it did. I'm sorry, not technology. Well, some some do, but not many. Technology is one of those fields where the prices generally go down on a fairly regular basis. Cost of health care, cost of housing, um, cost of medical care, which is the same as health care. <laughs> Those have been rising by a much faster rate. So if you're older, uh, one of the things about getting older is you tend to go to the doctor a little more frequently as your body starts wearing out on you. So you're paying more each month as a percentage of your income than you would when you were young. And the amount that people are charging for that has been going up much faster than the overall economy. So your personal inflation rate is actually slightly higher and could be a lot higher depending on a lot of things. But as a general rule, okay, according to the government, $1,000 in 1998, you'd need $1,541 today to buy the same amount of stuff that you could buy back then on average. So prices have gone up that much. And that's that's actually the biggest risk that most people face when they're in retirement is trying to keep up with inflation, trying to generate enough income or enough of a return. Your return should be income and uh, capital appreciation. The uh, um, It's a combination of those two things because just the dividends off of most stocks are probably not enough for most people to live on unless you've got, you know, multi-millions because an average high quality stock doesn't have a really high dividend yield right now. It's actually less than 3%. And you can get close to 3% on a treasury that only has 10 years left to, uh, or that's 10 years or less in maturity. So that's one of the things that we'll talk about at the workshop too, how to look that stuff up. Where is that stuff? Who keeps tabs on all those things? So, a lot of cool stuff to be talking about. You know, I'm always amazed when I think of how easy it is to find the information once somebody shows you where it is or you spend a few hours on Google. But the, see, the good thing is you only have to spend a few hours on Google one time to be able to uh, find something. And then the next time you want to access that information, you just go right to it. So it is significantly easier. And I think it's a lot of fun in some cases. Some cases, not so much, but uh, the vast majority of the time, pretty cool. I'm just amazed how much information you can find if you know where to look. And uh, it's one of the beauty beauties about uh, this environment. Now people used to say, oh, remember the good old days? Oh, those were the good old days. Well, I've got news for you. These are the good old days. <laughs> These are the good old days. And, uh, and I mean, it's unbelievable the kind of stuff that you can do with your cell phones, with your computers at home, the wireless networks at home. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
I can turn my stove on. Not that I'm ever going to try to do that, by the way, because I haven't read the manual yet. But I can turn my stove on from my cell phone. I can literally turn my stove on from my cell phone. Same thing with my microwave. And what's really interesting, there's this little touch display on the microwave. Now, mind you, I did not know when I purchased these things that they had these features built in because they were turned off. (laughs) It looked like a normal microwave. It looked like a normal stove. And then when I got it and they plugged it in, this thing lights up and starts making noise. Yeah, I'm going, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. And you can do all kinds of stuff on it. I have used the microwave. I just put instant oatmeal in there, and it literally has a setting there for instant oatmeal. You just touch it and put it inside. And I'm sure the next one's probably just going to listen to what I say. I'm putting instant oatmeal in there. Can you cook that for me? Bam. (laughs) But these are are very interesting times that, that we live in, and they're getting more interesting. Um, jobs, the job growth, it, it's unreal. You know, I keep hearing that. Yeah, but there aren't a lot of high paying jobs. There are, if you have the right skills and that's, that's an issue. Definitely. That's a big issue. Trying to get your kids to get interested in something that they can actually make a living doing. That's a, uh, that's a big deal. You're going to have to think a lot about that. I'm glad I'm not raising, I'm glad, I'm glad all my kids are grown and they're doing what they want to be doing, can make a living at it. It would be very difficult, I think, for younger kids, or it is more difficult for younger kids to try to decide what they're going to be doing. And I don't know that they realize this or not, but they'll probably be changing what they're doing during their lifetimes. You've probably all heard that someplace before. It's true. Whatever you're doing, when you're in your Early to mid-20s will probably not be the same thing you're doing when you're in your 40s and when you're in your 50s and 60s. This, the, the nature of change will make sure that that goes down that way. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, quite frankly. I look at what I'm doing. If you'd have told me you know, 20 years ago what I'd be able to do, that I would be able to take a strategy and research it by myself, without anybody's help, and uh, be able to run several thousand iterations in a few seconds, <laughs> I would have said, yeah, I would, I would wonder what was wrong with you and which hospital you had escaped from. <laughs> but the uh, uh, reality is, yeah, you can do all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I had no idea that we'd be able to do this. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely wonderful thing. And I need to keep reminding people too, if you work for the Cleveland Clinic, speaking of those things, I have a database that I subscribe to and I, I set up a model specifically for the Cleveland Clinic's retirement plans. It's a, a an active model where we monitor and make changes on an ongoing basis. And if you're interested in learning more about that, feel free to give us a call. Just go to my website, <clears throat> click on the website, contact us form. Say something like you work for the clinic, you wanted to talk about it. It's a very good program. Uh, that's a, You guys have an excellent retirement plan, and this is an excellent methodology to use to, to try to maximize those benefits. Uh, so 
if you have an annuity, incidentally, if you have annuities and you're not sure whether or not you're being charged a lot, a lot of them have huge internal hidden expenses. And I'll take, we'll take a look at it and let you know, because we've got one that's got, we've got two of them, the, the two lowest fee annuities in the country. That's what we use. The two with the lowest fees. And then we manage those. We manage those for you. So it's a really good thing to have tax deferral, especially if you have taxable income and you have investments and you're are suddenly, you know, you're within a year or two of having to take out or are already having to take out money because you're above the age of 70 and a half. If you have to take out money from your IRAs, that, that's increasing your monthly taxable income. There are ways of uh, avoiding paying taxes. Tax avoidance is legal, by the way. Tax evasion, not so much. Yeah, you are allowed to avoid, but you try to evade. You try to get away without paying something you owe. You're going to be in big, you know, big trouble. So, but these are investment only annuities. They don't have insurance benefits on them. That's why they're so much less expensive. You can add those features if you want to, and you get to. You know, you get to pick the features and they do have extra fees for that. At least you know what they are. So that's another service that, that we provide that we've been, I've uh, been forgetting to talk about on the radio program, which is not a good thing, but a company that one of the companies that we were using just got acquired a few months ago by Nationwide. The, the good thing about that is Nationwide's got a, a lot of money and put a lot of money into the, the platform to make it a little easier uh, for everybody involved. If you're looking to look up the performance on your account, you can go right there. You're looking to look up to see how it's invested, who the beneficiaries are, all that kind of stuff. So right online, you can see it. So you don't have to go digging out your uh, annuity contract and, and thumbing through it, looking at the application and all that stuff. Just another thing. I sent a newsletter out this week to everybody that's ever requested that they're on that list and get a copy of it. And it was about the... Uh, you know, it's been 10 years now since the financial crisis. So actually, it's a little more than 10 years. The, the crisis actually started in 2006. It, it came to a head in 2008. The, uh, it continued to suffer through the first quarter of 2009, which eventually it finally bottomed in 2009. But it's been 10 years since the, uh, I guess you'd say, since mm, the worst of the crisis. And uh there are things that, uh, I don't know, hopefully you've learned from that. Um, like don't sell. <laughs> don't sell at all. Don't be 100% invested in stocks unless you can handle a 50% drop. You know, easy things like that. When we're talking about retirement planning, that's the first thing we have to talk about. How? What is your risk tolerance? And you get all these crazy questionnaires. I mean, they're insane. Nobody has a risk tolerance questionnaire that I feel like is suitable. So I just go through a 2008-2009 crisis, the 2000-2003, the 72-73. Those were all where the S&P 500 dropped by more than 50%. So you got to figure, if it can happen twice in one 10-year time period and three times during my lifetime, it may happen again. By the way, 
Long-term average still beats all the other asset classes despite the fact that it drops like that because when it comes back, it comes back fast. So hopefully one of the things that we learned there was not to try to go all, all the way in cash, to have a fairly significant amount of money in relatively short-term, those relatively quote-unquote safe investments so that we can rebalance our portfolios and take advantage of those lower share prices. Because the, the federal government will probably do the same thing they've done every time they've had these problems since the Depression. One of the reasons the Depression took so long to recover from was that they didn't have much experience and the Fed didn't have very much power to help the economy out. That's all changed. That's why the corrections since then have not been as long and typically aren't as deep. They're certainly not as long because we do have things in this country that we can do. The government has things they can do to help recover from those economic injuries much more quickly. You know, and that's a good thing. It's another thing that we can be thankful for. Thankful for this, the experience of our predecessors. That's how we learn. We learn from their mistakes and the things they do well. And you try to keep the things that they do well, try to avoid the mistakes. That's how it goes. So again, these are the good old days. <laughs> and some people 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, they'll look back and say, you know what? These are the good old days. Now, I don't mean these days today. I mean the days that they're living in. Because I, I, I firmly believe it's going to improve. When I look at my own lifestyle over the past 20 years, it's improved. When I look at the lifestyles of so many other people, it's improved. There are people, you know, 20 years ago, actually, what, 20 years ago, cell phone, car phones were a lot more expensive. They weren't unattainable. That was back in the 1970s, 80s. Hardly anybody could afford a cell phone. They didn't call them cell phones. They called them car phones. So hardly anybody could afford that. Today, you know, I will bet you, oh, probably 10 to 15% at least of first and second grade kids have a cell phone. And I know by the time they get in fourth or fifth grade, almost all of them have a cell phone. A lot of reasons for that, you know, safety issues. That, that's a good thing. I think it's smart. A lot of them have smart watches. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that is mind boggling to think that kids of that age are carrying around technology that didn't exist 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. When I'm empty and alone, I turn to you. It's summertime, which means shorts and bathing suits. And for a lot of you, that is something you dread, but you don't have to. Nutramost in Solon guarantees 20-pound weight loss on their program. And Dr. Boot is here to tell us more. What makes the program unique? There's a few different factors, but one of them that I really want to talk about today is I think so many weight loss programs do a good job of helping you lose weight, but they don't track how you do afterwards. And that's why in our program, we require that you come once a month month, no charge, no shame, 
sit down with our coaches one-on-one. The longer we can keep you trending towards your ideal weight or at your ideal weight, your brain locks it in and that's your new normal. So you no longer have to count calories. Your body burns fat again. If you're ready to look your best for the summer, take the first step, the hardest step, and just make the phone call. What are you waiting for? Call Dr. Bood at Nutramost Solon today, 440-669-0050 or log on to slendersolon.com. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you have one of those bathrooms that are old, outdated, or impossible to keep clean? Well, there's a new revolutionary product that transforms most baths in about two days. And it isn't a one-size-fits-all system either or a Band-Aid over the top of your old bath. Joyce Factory Direct specializes in bath makeovers where they completely remove your old, dreary shower tub and replace it with a new custom-fit solution. The result is a brand-new, sophisticated, and stylish bathroom at a great price. Joyce Factory Direct's bath makeovers system uses 100% non-porous acrylic, which means it'll stay beautiful for years to come because mold or mildew cannot accumulate. Their experts will help you with designing and choosing between different showers or tubs which are available in dozens of colors and styles, including faux marble, granite, and tile. And like all Joyce Factory Direct products, it's built and guaranteed to last. Call now to schedule your free bath makeover appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Listen to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. You can also pick up this show by going to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. It's also hosted as a podcast on the Fish's website, 955thefish.com. And you can always contact us there if you have questions. Or you can do like Lenny and call into the show, 216-901-0945. Hey, Lenny, are you there? Yeah, good morning. How are you? Well, how are you, Bill? Oh, pretty good. Hey, I, I know you're not a big fan of the S and P index funds. Oh, to get, yeah, just the market cap weighted ones. That there are a bunch of them right. that I do like. 
what do you think of the total stock market index fund? Well, it's still market cap weighted, and it's an improvement over the S and P five hundred. Um, but I'm just, I'm really just not a big fan. Uh, I just don't like putting more money into Microsoft when it's four hundred billion than you did when it was forty. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you do that? I'll tell you why. Because you're a market cap weighted fund. <laughs> the, uh, so you're more, uh, you're like sector index funds. Is that correct? I, I like any, a lot of things. You know, it, it really depends. Uh, markets are constantly changing and evolving. By the way. That's another thing that uh, people really, it's hard for people in America, especially older people, to kind of get their arms around. Uh, what works 10 or 15 years ago, a lot of this stuff is doesn't work nearly as well as it used to, and other things are working better. So if you're not paying super close attention to that and you're not making adjustments along the way, you're going to have, uh, you know, you're gonna have issues there. That's one of the things I like about an equal-weighted fund. Uh, there is an equal-weighted S&P 500. There's an equal-weighted Russell 1000 equal weighting to me makes much more sense. And if you look in the long run, they have had better track records and it's because of the handicap that market cap weighting puts on a fund. That's a handicap. The reason that those funds do so well is because so many people, so much wealth has been created. And when it comes into the stock market and it goes through pension plans, that's typically what they buy. So it's not, it's not because they think it's the best thing to do. In fact, John Bogle it had, uh, well, he, he there was an article that he was mentioned in uh, at the same time that they mentioned that they pulled the S&P 500 fund from their own company's 401k plan. It's no longer an option to the Vanguard employees. Think about that for a second. What does that say? That says he's listening to the Bullington Capital Report. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, okay, well, very good, Bill. That's uh, good information. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for calling. I was just kidding about listening to the Bullington Capital Report. I don't know. I'm sure that uh, three out of the five people listening find that funny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just teasing. Oh, hey, remember we were talking about 5G, and I know people get tired of that. And I talked about you know, electric cars two or three years in a row until people just quit talking about electric cars. Uh, the um, Tesla was the only car that uh, or only stock that really did well that was kind of attached to that that's been a, a technology that's very slow to uh uh to be integrated into our economy 5g however is it's coming right now in fact gary miller the guy that does the trading and uh compliance and computer technology for our firm he uh sent me an article about Verizon, Verizon's rolling out the 5G. 5G, it's fifth generation cellular. It's able to transfer so much data so fast that people are going to use that instead of having a cable line or a phone line to their house. You can do cable, cell phone, and internet all over the same line, and the speeds are astronomical. They're literally about 10 times faster and the current speeds that are available to the general public. By the way, the current premium speeds. They charge you a premium to get 100 megabits per second. These guys are talking about a 1,000 megabits per second, also known as a gigabit per second. A 1,000 gigabits, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, 1,000 gigabits per second. That is mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. 
So this is the next driver. You know how the internet really had the big impact on the economy in the late 90s, if you were if you're old enough to remember that? I almost laughed saying that to myself, but if you... <laughs> If you're old enough to remember that the internet had a big impact on the economy, on, on computer technology, on laptops, it, they created other devices. Uh, I'm using a, a new laptop now, by the way, that I'm going to be using at the seminar this Thursday. There's still time to sign up if you'd like. Go to bullingtoncapital.com. How'd you like that plug? <laughs> Just kidding. But. So I got a Microsoft machine because there were software packages that just wouldn't run on a Mac. You know, so I gave up. I still like the Mac products. I still own a bunch of them, but I got a Windows computer and I got a Microsoft and it's awesome. In fact, it looks like a normal laptop, except that you hit this one button and you can separate the bottom from the top and it becomes a giant uh, pad, a tablet computer. So, but it's fast too. I can't believe how fast this thing is. So anyway, I'm going to be using that at the seminar. I'm going to show you a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about here. I'll show you the article about the 5G. This is significant. This is very significant because this affects your cars. This affects my microwave in my house <laughs> that cooks my oatmeal in just by hitting a button. It affects the, the cable television that you're watching. It affects how fast and how clear your pictures are going to be when you're video conferencing somebody on your cell phone. It affects everything. This is as big as a, uh, you know, advancements, any advancement in the internet's been. This is as big as the code division multiple access. That was Qualcomm's programming language that they own that enables you to, to send and receive texts and video and sound, you know, music, all on your cell phone, your smartphone. That was revolutionary. You know, we were talking about that in 1996, two and a half years before that stock took off. I know because I have the tape. There were tapes back then. I have the tape. We were taping. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm telling you, this is going to drive an awful lot of technology because it's not backwards compatible. So you'll have a device and if it's enabled for 5G, it's going to have to have the 4G on it as well. Uh, your television's going to have to be replaced. Your laptops and tablets that don't have the chip, if you want them to to be able to access that super fast speed, you're going to need to get a new one. You don't have to. I mean, you can stay on the old stuff. I'm sure that, you know, this process is going to take, it's going to take 10 years. It'll take 10 years. But it's going to provide a tremendous amount of growth and make things easier. This is going to make your life easier. By the way, the self-driving cars, this is the technology that they were using to be able to communicate because they can communicate so much faster. You can imagine how fast a car must have to communicate to be able to make adjustments while you're driving 60 miles an hour on a highway. So it's got to be able to handle a lot of data really fast. That's what it... That's what the promise is. Anyway, we'll see. But that's the direction that we're moving, and it's a big deal. This is a big driver for the overall economy. Every time I say that, you know, somebody out there is thinking, okay, which stock is the one? Uh, nah, this is going to be good for a lot of stocks. Nobody owns the fifth-generation technology the way that Qualcomm owned CDMA. 
it was jointly developed. So this is going to be a much broader boost to companies of all kinds, all kinds, which lifts the economy, which is what you you know really like to have. Incidentally, it's almost always been technology that has pushed economies forward. And when you figure out a way to do something faster, easier, cheaper, that tends to be very, those are popular things. <laughs> they get implemented relatively quickly. Not always. I remember the first automated teller machine I saw. I was, this was in the 80s. I was in college and I was looking at it going, man, what is that? Yeah, what the heck is that? So I went in the banks, what's the machine out there? The people are, I see them coming up to it and they're putting a card in there and they're, they're taking out money. Oh yeah, that's the automated telling teller machine. Oh, well, how does that work? How do I sign up for that? I believe there was a fee for that at the time. That's pretty funny. And I, I really didn't trust it for a while. <laughs> I got the card and I tried it slowly. And then after a few times, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know how many of you ever even think about coming up and sticking your card in one of the machines somewhere around the world in an airport. <laughs> Nobody thinks about that. So, yeah, technology has, been a, has always been the big driver of change and growth. And I just wonder where they're going to get all the people to fill these positions. Because 5G means you've got to have people climbing up on those towers and strapping on the new equipment to handle that 5G. It's not that big, incidentally. It's relatively inexpensive to do and uh, easy to do relative to building out the, the network to begin with. That was hard. They were starting from scratch there. This is an add-on. This is, makes it a little uh, much easier. And there was actually an article. It was in Besser's Business Daily online. Uh, like I said, Gary, that works with us in the Bullington Capital, sends it to me. We're talking about the 5G races on. Uh, Verizon's rolling it out. I'll just read it for you. Verizon started letting people sign up for its new wireless 5G home high-speed internet service this week. It doesn't just mark the start of the next internet revolution. It obliterates the case for net neutrality Regulations. Think about that for a second. Now, because everybody's going so fast, they can get rid of all those rules of, well, you got to have these guys have this speed at this time of day, and then you need this guy for this time. Really? That has to, you know, there are a bunch of complicators, basically lawyers who get paid by the word who are crying right now because they're going to have to learn how to do something else. Their business is going away. Um, I don't feel that bad for them. Anyway, if you can tell, and uh, I'm continuing on. On Tuesday, Verizon said that people can start signing up now for its 5G home with service starting on October 1st in Houston, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, and Sacramento, California. Speeds, the company says, will be as fast as one gigabit per second. Okay, that's five. That I'm sorry, that's 10 times faster than the premium service you're getting today. I wonder what they can charge for that. Which is about as fast as Verizon's Fios gets. That's their fiber optic. So this wireless thing where you just have this little receiver is faster than the fiber optic, but you don't have to have the fiber. How cool is that? So what's different about a 5G home is that it doesn't require digging trenches or laying cable. That's kind of what we were just talking about. 
to hit those blistering speeds. Instead, it uses new wireless transmission technology. That means Verizon can start offering fiber optic speeds anywhere in the country simply by installing mini cell towers in a given area. That's what I've been saying. (laughs) This is not um, magic. I mean, if you spend as much time as I do reading and looking at this stuff, uh, you know, this, this is just an article that, you know, we've been talking about this for how many years now? Probably two on the, on the radio. Anyway, no big deal. And it goes on. The 5G races on. Other carriers are racing to get their own 5G networks deployed. AT&T says it will launch its first mobile 5G network by the end of this year. Incidentally, somebody goes, well, where's the investment opportunity? Semiconductor stocks should do very well. We have a portfolio of semiconductor funds. It hits almost the entire semiconductor industry between those five funds. If you want more information on that, feel free to give us a call. Yeah, it's something that we're making an, uh, as an option. It is more aggressive because their technology, it's actually one particular industry. Uh, and when you're in one industry, it's more volatile than if you're holding multiple industries because you, you don't have the benefit of diversification. So it's more aggressive, but I think it's an intelligently aggressive thing to do. If you want more information on that, you want to see an illustration, uh, give us a call. Just go to BullingtonCapital.com, contact us, say, hey, send me that semiconductor information you talked about on the radio, and I'll do it. Anyway, the, the article continues. T-Mobile aims for a nationwide 5G network in less than two years with speeds up to four gig. Holy cow, four gigabits per second. Unbelievable. I'm just now reading that. That is um, that is um, unbelievable. <laughs> oh, wow. So when I do my Facebook Live on my radio show, it will be live. There will be no lag when we get to that point. That's, that's going to be pretty quick. Anyway, all of this means more competition for high-speed internet at home. I got another thing. They didn't talk about this yet, but there are a bunch of services. Like I have YouTube television. If I have that kind of speed, the the difference between cable and a YouTube TV is going to be undetectable because right now I can I'm, I have a hard time detecting it. Occasionally, the picture will not be quite as clear. Occasionally, which is okay because I'm 55 and I can't see that well anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, oh, hey. Music is playing. I got a commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned because I'll be right back. Well, late one night she started to cry and thought he ain't coming home. She was tired of the lies, tired of the fight, but she didn't want to see him go. She fell Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330 330- 
573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though, rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow is going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. Are you occasionally stressed, feeling fatigued? It doesn't have to be this way. Support your body's response to all kinds of stress. Promote energy levels and nurture a sense of well-being with Quantum Nutrition Lab's stress support, B12, and adrenal support. For a limited time, all three are on special. Buy two bottles and get the third one free. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's qnlabs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. Listen to Healthline with Dr. Bob Marshall, Saturdays at noon on AM 1420. The Answer. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. Will you want more, so get more. need your ride to Our Lady of the and we're back. Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 noon on 1420 The Answer. Uh, this show is also carried as a podcast on 955thefish.com, or you can download it at iTunes or my website, bullingtoncapital.com. And if you'd like to sign up for the seminar coming up on Thursday, it's still time, still a few seats left. It, we're going to be talking about, quote-unquote, safe investments. And we're going to talk about some of the risks that are involved in some things that people think are very safe, but they're just giving the appearance of being safe. And what you could reasonably expect to earn as a rate of return on those safer investments. And uh, we'll talk about some uh, alternatives as well. Uh, one of the things I will also talk about is stocks as a long-term safer investment in the long run it's done better than the other asset classes have you can't argue that nobody can Uh, the facts are the facts 
And when you look at that, if you've got a portion of your money, let's say you're super conservative, you just can't stand to see your money fluctuate at all. Well, there's a way of dealing with that. You're going to need to have some money invested in stocks unless you're worth you know, over $10 million and you spend less than um, $10,000 a month. And if you do have over $10 million, the chances of you spending less than $10,000 a month are pretty remote. Not completely, but you know, pretty remote. So anyway, for the average person, you're going to have to invest some of the money in stocks. There are good ways and some not so good ways of doing that. What are the safer ways of investing in stocks? How about dividends? What if we include dividends in there? What if we include things like how much cash the company's actually earning? What if we do that? What if I put together a portfolio of 50 stocks whose cash from operations is uh, yielding the highest out of all the stocks that trade on the the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ and any of the other exchanges that have come up over the years, the electronic exchanges. So what if we take all those companies, put them together, and say, all right, I want the ones that have the highest yields when you divide the uh, EBIT by the EV. I know you know. I know you don't know what that means. Don't worry about it. I'll explain it at the seminar. And we've got a paper coming out. And I'm putting up a website with a uh, intern from Case, and his name's Mike Seeger. We're going to have him back on the radio again. He'll come in uh, pretty regularly. We're going to publish that model. I'm going to publish publish that model online. Take the top 50 stocks, have the highest yields of EBIT to EV. We'll explain what that is. Basically, it's a amount of cash divided by the cost of buying the whole business. So you can compare it to a CD or you can compare one business against another you know, to tell you which ones are most attractive on a financial basis, on that particular model's financial basis. So I think that's really interesting. It's one that it's actually my new most favorite. I'll always like some of the momentum stuff. By the way, momentum relies most heavily on price movement, and I, I like that, but you know it's not for everybody. In fact, I, I can't imagine in these days somebody using just one style, one investment management style. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, you've got your buy low, sell high, but, and that's a value-oriented style, but those things can be out of favor for an extremely long time an extremely long time period. That's going to get very trying at some point in time. You see average stocks going up and yours aren't. Average stocks going up and yours are going down. People tend to get a little upset. They don't know that that's normal for a value-oriented strategy. Uh, you got a momentum-based model. When stocks are going up in general, those typically do very well. If they don't outperform the market, they have a tendency to keep up to it. The, uh, so when the market's doing very well, momentum is uh, typically leading for investment strategies. And when momentum's not doing well, well, that's rough. <laughs> that's a rough one. Those are the two opposites, by the way, the, the two extremes. You've got momentum price movement. Some people call that growth investing. And you have value. when You were trying to buy something that you think is undervalued. And uh, I think having a combination of the two is a good idea. That's a great idea. In fact, you could only run those two uh, strategies, uh, get 
equally balance your stock exposure. And I think you'd do very well. I think that portfolio would do very well over time and probably a little smoother than the average mutual fund and probably a little smoother than the S&P or the Dow. Um, so that's interesting. And another interesting thing I've been doing over the past few weeks, I don't know if I uh, told how many people, I don't even know at this point in time how long this is going to take, but I started taking the review courses for the uh, CFP. That is hilarious. They talk about things in that program that you can't possibly know the answers to. Like, what is the future really going to hold? And they, they, they you should see the math that they're using to justify uh, making these predictions. And I know why they're doing it. It's because the public wants to know. I want to know. I want guarantees. Well, that's actually not how it works. It's just not how it works. You have probabilities. You don't have guarantees. All you get with financial markets are probabilities. What is probably the most the, the most beneficial thing to do? And that's what you go around doing. You're, you're trying to, to look at things and saying, well, how probable is this? How probable is it that the stock market goes up? Well, it depends on an awful lot of things. Yeah. And a big portion of it is what are they actually selling for now versus the calculation of what they should normally be worth. And unfortunately, there are probably several thousand variations, probably several million variations on that theme, and it gets very confusing for the average person. doesn't need to be. I've got a model that you can use, that you can do on the back of a piece of paper, or back of an envelope, rather. So you just take the earnings per share of the company, multiply it by 20, and if the stock is selling for more than that, you might want to think twice about investing in it. How's that? <laughs> got another one. This is not quite the back of an envelope. This is the one that uh, Mike and I are going to do. The, we're bringing a lookout for the bull back. And the first strategy that we're going to actually write about and publish is the, it's going to be a subscription website. It's going to be relatively inexpensive. But the first one we're going to publish is a value-oriented one, which is different than the lookout for the bull from the old days because we published nothing but momentum. We're going to bring those in later. But the first one we're going to start with is a value-oriented model. So we take the the company and we look at uh, all the companies listed on the New York and the NASDAQ. We narrow that down to the top 1,500. We're going to narrow it down to the top 1,500. Then we're going to rank all 1,500 of those. We're going to take this measure of cash flow called EBIT, earnings before interest and taxes. And it's very similar, although not identical, to operating income. And assuming that number is positive, see, if you're not making any money, you don't get in the list. That's the first thing. So if a company's not making, you know, if they're operating at a loss, we're going to wait. That That's too risky. In fact, we're going to look at that number and we're going to divide it by the cost of buying the entire business, which is called enterprise value. When you buy an entire business, you get to pay off the business's debt. That's the way that works. That business owes money and you're the new owner. You now owe that money. So if you factor that in to the cost of buying the business, it's a more, I think, a more realistic uh, assessment of what the true value of the company is. So we're going to divide the cash that it's generating by its, the value of the company, and then it converts it into a yield. I'll give you another quick example. 
let's say a company has a billion dollars of earnings before interest and taxes, okay? And it's the, right now the enterprise value, the cost of buying the business is 10 billion. Well, a billion is 10% of 10 billion. Is that good? I don't know. It depends on what else is available. Because if there's another business out there that has $10 billion, uh, $10 billion market value or, or enterprise value and has $2 billion in earnings before interest and taxes, the $2 billion is a lot better than a billion, right? That's probably the better buy. Probably the better buy. And I've, I coined a phrase. I think I coined a phrase. I don't know. I have to check the copyright thing to see about this. But I'm using the phrase math over emotion to describe how this model, this investment model works. It's math over emotion. 10% is not as good as 20% and 5% is not as good as 10 or 20. That's pretty simple, isn't it? So once you've done all that work, and that, that it is a lot of work. If you were doing this by hand, it would be a bear. I'm not sure you could get it done in six months. We rebalance that thing every six months. So I'm not sure you could actually get that done. But there is software out there, you know, a few hundred dollars a month. You can subscribe to it that will do a pretty good job of it. Or you'll be able to sign up for this website and we'll publish that list every month. Because this is something that you would do twice a year and it depends on which month you're going to start as to which stocks that you would be holding. Because stocks move a lot. They move a lot. In one year's time, a stock... In fact, I've got... uh, I bought these options... It's funny. I don't do this with a lot of money, by the way. This is these are not investments. These are highly speculative. So I bought these options on GameStop a couple weeks ago, and as soon as I bought it, stock goes down. So I sold it, bought a different set of contracts, different expiration dates, different strike prices, and uh, then it comes flying back up a few days later. I'm going, wow! I made back the money that I just lost that quickly. That was pretty interesting. Anyway, I hear the music. That means I have to take off. You've been listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, to find out more about me. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420, The Answer, or Salem Media Group. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.